Yesterday, Disneyland and the New York World's Fair. Tomorrow, a project so vast, it has already been called a whole new Disney world. And now, here is Walt Disney. Welcome to a little bit of Florida here in California. This is where the early planning is taking place for our so-called uh, Disney World project. Now, the purpose of this film is to bring you up to date about some of the plans for Disney World. But before I go into any of the details, I want to say just a word about the site of our Florida project. As you can see on this map, we have a perfect location in Florida, almost in the very center of the state. In fact, we selected this site because it's so easy for tourists and Florida residents to get here by automobile. Now, in larger scale on this map, our Florida land is located partly in Orange County and Osceola County, between the cities of Orlando and Kissimmee. Here in Florida, we have something special we never enjoyed at Disneyland, the blessing of signs. The most exciting, the far, the most important part of our Florida project, in fact, the heart of everything we'll be doing in Disney World will be our experimental prototype city of tomorrow. We call it EPCOT, spelled E-P-C-O-T, Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It is episode 23 of the Destination Disney Podcast. It is Matt here with you. And as you heard from our uh, extended intro right there, we're talking about Walt Disney's most important park, uh, his most important plans, his greatest ideas that he ever had, and we are talking about Epcot. Uh, before we do that, uh, we're going to jump right into the news as we always do, and there is a ton of news to get to, so we will hop right into it. It is August 20th, 2021. Uh, and we are just, I am just a day away from leaving uh, to my uh, Disney College program experience. We are heading out early tomorrow morning, uh, so I really need to get uh, this done and <laughs> get back to packing. Um, and uh, we will definitely continue the podcast and maybe even a YouTube channel uh, when we get down there and get set up. Um, but like I said, this is episode 23. We're talking about Epcot, probably... The craziest idea Walt Disney, well, it's definitely the craziest idea Walt Disney ever had, and I'm excited to share uh, the whole plan with you all today. Uh, but at first, let's head into the news. Uh, for Disney Plus, Scarlett Johansson uh, is said to be going to arbitration with Disney on her case about the money she believes she is owed by Disney. Disney has said they plan to cut all ties with Scarlett after this, which is quite unfortunate as Disney's Tower of Terror movie has officially been canceled. In other Disney Plus news, Disney Plus has reached 116 million subscribers. So that is quite an achievement, something that took years and years and years for Netflix. Uh, only took two for Disney. Um, in Walt Disney World, a ton of news, and we're going to hop it right here. Um, the Mirrors Connect a bus service. Mirrors Connect, uh, which is a bus service, is now accepting reservations starting early 2022 as Disney's Magical Express service is still planned to not continue at the end of the new year. 
um, at the start of the new year. Uh, it's also to be noted that the train from Orlando Airport to Disney Springs is not nearly done with construction and will not be ready at the start of next year. So uh, basically, the only way to get to Disney World at the start of 2022 will be by taxi, Uber, or this Mears Connect bus service, or unless you have someone else that you know uh, down there that can drive you. Uh, Disney Parks and Resorts report that the revenue is up $1 billion over the last quarter, and that Disney Parks saw their first profits since the pandemic began in March of 2020. So that is great news, um, and we're happy to see that. Uh, Boma, Flavors of Africa, a restaurant at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge, will be the first full buffet-style dining restaurant to reopen in Walt Disney World. Um, If you've been to Walt Disney World before, you know there is a ton of buffet options. Uh, Only one will be opened as of right now, and that will be Boma, Flavors of Africa at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. This is definitely the best breakfast I've ever had. Um, We went there once, and it was amazing. Uh, the person that day who was giving out the bacon gave me so much bacon. It was awesome. I love that person. Um, so definitely go check out Boma uh, eat for any meal. It's really, uh, I hear great, wonderful things about it, but breakfast for sure is amazing. Also, it was announced that the NBA experience at the Worldwide uh, Center of Sports will not reopen, and the venue will remain closed until a new replace- replacement exhibit is found so that will be uh interesting uh not super surprising usually um exhibits like that only last a little bit of time uh so not a big shock nba nba experience did have its time uh but it is time to go and find something new uh at disney springs the new circles du um show i never say that right and i'm just gonna be okay with it um that was scheduled to open in the spring of 2020 will open at Disney Springs on November 18th with tickets going on sale today, August 20th. So that is exciting. This was a new show. It's actually going to have Disney elements in it, uh, which is new for uh, this type, apparently, uh, of show. So that is exciting. Um, and starting on August 19th, which was yesterday, face coverings were no longer needed outside at Walt Disney World attractions. This includes Jungle Cruise, Aladdin's Flying Carpet, The Barnstormer, and all other outside attractions. Uh, Face coverings are still required for indoor attractions and all transport Disney services. Finally, uh, not finally, but in Disney, uh, hotel occupancy is down. Uh, Disney was scheduled to be nearly 93% occupied across all resort hotels that are open this past weekend, Uh, but with the Delta variant and the virus, the Delta variant of the virus growing, uh, Disney Resort, Walt Disney World Resort only reached a percentage of 65%. Uh, this number actually seems to, it was actually lower, or no, it was actually higher the weekend before, uh, and it seems to be dropping. Definitely something to keep an eye out on. Um, although Bob Chapek, not, uh, I think a week or two ago, said that he was not seeing any major effects from the Delta variant. Um so uh, now we get into big and huge news. Um, if you are a huge Walt Disney fan, I'm sure you already know. Um, but this is definitely the biggest news, and it's concerning both Walt Disney World and Disneyland, the two United States Disney parks, and that is the Disney Genie service. Um, before explaining anything with this, uh, I'm just going to play you the quick one-minute explanation that Disney came out with on their YouTube channel. Uh, so here that is. 
new way to get more out of your Disneyland or Walt Disney World visit. Disney Genie Service. It creates your best Disney day, inspired by the things you tell us you love. And offers complimentary new features to make planning easier, including a personalized itinerary creator, seamlessly mapping out your day with continuing updates. Disney Genie does the work while you have the fun. Want to make the absolute most of your time? Purchase Disney Genie Plus service with your ticket to use our new Lightning Lane entrance at a variety of attractions. You'll save time in line as you make one available selection at a time throughout the day. You can also purchase a time to arrive at one or two different individual attractions each day using the Lightning Lane entrance. Disney Genie service. It's all coming this fall. You never had a friend like this. Yes, so that is the Disney Genie service. That is the quick one-minute explanation video. There was another two-minute and, like, 40-second explanation video that they put on their YouTube channel and the 15-minute explanation video. I watched it all. I've watched a couple of videos um, explaining and diving uh, deep into it. Um, and to be frankly honest, the feedback is really bad. Um I'm not saying my feedback is really bad. I'm just saying the feedback from the comments in the YouTube channel, the comments on the Instagram page, uh, the amount of dislikes. Um, I know a lot of people have come out and said that how mad they are about this. Um, I honestly was trying to find a happy quote uh, to add uh, to this podcast. I couldn't find a single one. Um some of the comments range from, you know, Dis here's a quote, Disney magic is completely lost. I'm saddened that this is happening when people are trying to save to enjoy a day at the park. Honestly, this isn't what Disney is. This isn't new for Disney. This is sadly the new norm. I've been so excited to come back to Disney. Not anymore. I'm so disgusted by the way you have treated your customers. So just comments that range just like that, um, and people are really hearing, uh, voicing their opinions. Even the three videos, all three videos have a dislike percentage on YouTube of over 70%, which is quite high, um, especially for a Disney Parks video. Uh, usually it's like 80 or 90% in the likes range, uh, but uh, not the case with these. Um, so explain i'm going to explain why it's too early to tell first of all we don't know exactly how it works i mean we've watched a lot of videos i'll, I'll explain real quick how it works so basically you're, everyone's going to be able to get the disney genie and what the disney genie is going to do is that he's going to ask for your preferences uh what kind of ride you want to do what type of ride you want to do you tell that to the disney genie and then he will make an itinerary for you for your day um, this itinerary, uh, while you obviously don't have to follow it 100%, um, this itinerary is said to be the best way to go out your day in the park. Um, and Disney Genie, using like the different algorithms that Disney Genie has, um, he's going to have the best times to ride the certain ride you want to go on. And um, yeah, so that's what the Disney Genie does. And he also shows you uh, forecasted wait times. See, the problem with that in my mind is that while that is so cool and awesome, um, personally, I, it's just like just the me thing. I like doing it myself. I love planning my Disney itinerary myself. Um, so that's why 
I'm like a little hesitant because um, I like to do it myself. I, I trust myself um, as a big Disney fan like I am. But this is great for new people that haven't been to Disney parks in a long time. It's a lot. It's There's so much to do. Um, and this could be a very well way to get it done. Um, but personally, I am a little hesitant because I would like to do it myself. Um, second, the thing that concerns me, and that's just like a concern, it's not like a bash or anything, is that is this Disney genie so smart that he's going to tell me like when's the best time to go on a certain ride? But isn't he going to tell everyone when to go on a certain ride at the same time? Or is the Disney genie so smart that he's going to tell one family to go this time and the next family to go like a half hour or an hour later? That's the part that concerns me. Um, I am sure it's very much possible that the Disney genie is way smarter than I could ever imagine. I'm just thinking from a logistical standpoint of like if my family has an app and says we want to go on Pirates of the Caribbean. And we ask the Disney genie, you know, what time is the best time to go on the Pirates of the Caribbean? And the next family next to me asks the same question. Is the gen- Disney genie going to say the same time? Because if he does, then then we're both going to the same ride at the same time. And therefore, we're going to have like a little extra line. Um, if you get what I mean by that. Um, I hope I explain myself well. Um, but again, with that, that is the Disney genie. And that is free for all guests uh, that come into the park. Disney genie plus is a service. That is $15 per day uh, per guest in Walt Disney World and $20 per day per guest in Disneyland. What the Disney Genie Plus does <clears throat> excuse me, is it basically works the same way as the Max Pass used to work in um, Disneyland, California. This means that you will have the app, um, you'll have the Disney, Plus, Disney Genie Plus app, and then you will go and you will select... A fast pass, although it's called Lightning Lane this time, um, for a certain time. And again, I like it. I like this actually because if you can, if you know how to work it and you know, understand the system, you can get upwards of six, seven, maybe even more fast passes per day. But if you don't know how to work it, it's you might not even get like, or we'll get like one or two. And you know, $15 per day, that can be not worth it for some people. And that's totally understandable. Um, but to me, if you get six or seven or eight, maybe even more fast passes per day, I think it's very well within the right price range. Um, Disneyland Paris is, it's like 12 to $15 per ride per guest. So this is $15 per day per guest, but Again, you have a chance to get so many fast passes if you know how to work the system and use it to your advantage. Um, I can't say, obviously, not really, the system is not fully out yet, um, so I can't, I don't know how the system completely works. Um, I know once it does come out, I will be all over it uh, to try to figure it out. Um, But, uh, yeah, so that is Disney Genie Plus. Uh, he's able to get you some fast passes um, and you know, lightning lanes, I guess, is the, the new term. And, of course, it is sad. Um, this, used, you know, this used to be a free service uh, that is now a paid service. And it's always sad to see a free service go to a paid service. Um, and, unfortunately, you know, it's not, this, it's not the first time we're seeing this. Uh, we saw it 
first with the magical, the taking away of the magical express. Uh, that was a free service. Now we're going to look like we're going to have to pay for our rides to the Walt Disney World Park. And then we saw it again with the magic bands, meaning that they were complimentary. But now we have to pay at least ten, five to ten dollars for a basic magic band. So this is like another one. So people are very upset. Um, and then it's totally reasonable. Um, the reason why it's no time to panic is that we haven't seen it in use yet. Uh, we haven't seen a lot of people break it down yet. And uh, I think it's a little too early to, to bash it all the way uh, and not give it a chance. Um, the only other thing is that I personally, as I'm trying to be optimistic um, with this Disney Genie Plus, and I feel like I am. I feel like I am positive about it, and I am excited to try it. And it's great that it's $15 per day per guest because you think about Orlando, Universal Orlando, and the Ultra Pass, uh, or the, what's it called? The Fast Lane Pass, and that's upwards of $99 per guest per day. So, of course, it's cheaper when you do multiple days and all, but still, it's the Disney option is will definitely be cheaper than the one in Universal. The only thing that does a little much upset me more is that some rides are going to be an extra cost uh, that won't be included in Disney Genie Plus. Some of these rides include the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, uh, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, and I'm going to be assuming Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. And, you know, while it hasn't been announced, I'm going to assume the one in Animal Kingdom. I, I would assume they'll have one in each park, and I'll assume the one in Animal Kingdom is going to be Avatar Flight of Passage. Um, that, to me, is frustrating. Um, just because it's hard. It's hard to justify, you know, paying such a high park fee and not even having a chance to ride a ride. Um, which is the way that this honestly might turn out to be. And, and it, maybe it won't be like that. Um, but, you know, Rise of the Resistance is impossible. Not impossible, but it's very hard to get a boarding pass as it is. But now they're going to have to keep boarding passes for guests that uh, are going to buy this extra service, um, which will then mean less virtual passes for the public, which then means it's going to be even harder to get a virtual pass. Um, so that is tough. Um, and I know they're limiting it one per guest, uh, one ride per guest for this, but you know, that's tough. That's tough to see. Um, you know, the, there are, I don't know. It's a hard, it's a hard bargain. You know, it's, it's huge news, obviously, as we spent a lot of time talking about this and I'll, I'll definitely stop and, um, continue on with the podcast, but I just had to explain myself. Um, but I you know in the end, Disney genie, I'm excited to see how it works. You know, I'm excited, you know, I'll have cast members, uh, questions to answer my questions. Um, at my fingertips, which would be awesome. I really like that. I think that would be really cool. And I, looking how you can make dining reservations and join waitlist uh, for dining, that looks awesome. I'm very excited for that. And um, yeah, I I am excited to see how it works. And uh, the Disney Genie Plus, I I really think there is a way to to get upwards of six, seven, or maybe even more fast passes or lightning lanes, um, 
per day. And I, I really think if you know you can get those uh, six or seven, even if you get in that five range, uh, I think it will be definitely worth it. Um, or even four, honestly, because you used to get three. So even if you get four, I think I think it's really worth it. And that is that. I will <laughs> I will stop talking about that. So it's it's a little too early to to condemn it fully. Is my final take on it. Um, and uh, I am excited to try it. And uh, I, once again, once it does come available, I will definitely try it. And I'll get you guys a review when it is when I have it ready for you, and when I have done it. Um, but heading to the parks now. No, no news to report in Animal Kingdom. We're still on the news. I'm so sorry about that. Uh, in Hollywood Studios, Beauty and the Beast live on stage has returned uh, to Hollywood Studios. I do have to sh- say it is a little weird because the actors and actresses are always six feet apart. Uh, this makes the dancing of Belle and the Beast a little weird. Um, but it, it is nonetheless, it's nice to have more entertainment back in Walt Disney World. And for the first time ever, guests were allowed to join the standby line for Rise of the Resistance. Uh, this, was ne- this has never happened before. Uh, this was on a virtual queue system, but they time, as time went on, on August 15th, boarding groups were still available into the late night. So cast members then decided to open the standby line. Um, this is something how, wow, it's really cool. I don't expect it to happen much too often again, but if it does, definitely keep you updated. Uh, in Epcot, in October, all parks uh, will receive more hours of operation, and most specifically, that includes Epcot. As every day, the park will open at 10 a.m. instead of 11 a.m. to celebrate the 50th year anniversary. Cast member previews for Remedy's Ratatouille Adventure happened yesterday. Uh, opening ports of the ride is that it is fantastic. So I am super excited to get up on that ride and see how it works. Uh, space 220 restaurant, uh, the space restaurant uh, that takes place, that takes guests 220 miles above Epcot, is now scheduled to open sometime in mid-September. While no specific date has been announced, it will definitely be open in time for the 50th anniversary. In the Magic Kingdom, the Monsters, Inc. Life Floor reopened on August 5th and is operating at full capacity. Also, about two weeks ago, guests saw the Walt Disney World railroad train engine moving. Uh, The railroad system has been closed since early 2018, but with the trains moving, maybe they will return for the 50th anniversary. Uh, Currently, I know there is no track placed by Tron, uh, which is why you know the railroad was closed in the first place. Because um, I uh, not too long ago I saw a picture of where the train will go, and there was no track on the ground, so that was concerning. I, I don't expect the railroad to be back. Um, I, my thinking is that they were just tra- testing the trains to have it move back and forth from the main street for a photo and video opportunity for news crews when the 50th anniversary begins. That's just my take on it, but who knows. Um, I'll let you know. On August 18th, the Abraham Lincoln animatronic in the Hall of Presidents fell over. Uh, it's a very old uh, and famous animatronic. Uh, it does make sense that it would have problems. It was just a pretty funny fight. He, a pretty funny sight. Uh, he was giving his speech, and he was bent over. Uh, he couldn't get out of his chair. Uh, Splash Mountain is retheming is still in discussion. Magic Kingdom Vice President Melissa said that the reimagining of Splash Mountain is still in development and will begin construction once the plans for the ride are finalized. It is to be noted that on August 23rd, more details of the new Splash Mountain uh, retheme to 
Princess and the Frog will come available to the public. Uh, Disney's very merriest after hours special ticketed event has been given more details. Uh, this night will include Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks along with the first full parade to return at Walt Disney World and the Disney parks. So super excited to see that. And with that, that does all the news. There was a lot of news. Thank you guys for hanging in there. Um, and now we are going to talk about Epcot, uh, the most important park in Disney history. Uh, we're definitely going to talk about here. And let's hop right into it. We are back uh, talking about Epcot uh, Project X, as it was known um, when acquiring thousands and thousands of acres in secret in the state of Florida. Um, before we got, we go on from Illuminations, uh, Epcot was planned to be something much bigger than just a theme park. On November 15th, 1965, alongside Florida Governor Hayden Burns, Walt Disney held a press conference sharing details about his Florida project, Project X. Here, he announced that he was going to build a new theme park and then a brand new city titled The City of Tomorrow. In this city, Walt wanted less traffic and saw that the only solution would be to remove all cars and to use new and different types of people movers all continuously working to move people from place to place at their convenience and to the convenience of the city. I'd, uh, I'd love to be a part of building the model community well, as a city of tomorrow, as you might say. Uh, I'm, I'm not against the automobile, but I just feel that the automobile has, has moved into communities too, too, too much, and I feel it's been designed so that the automobile is there, but still put people back as pedestrians again. Original plans for the City of Tomorrow were indeed quite crazy. As some say, this is Walt's craziest idea, and I definitely believe them. Uh, from there, uh, for starters, guests would enter the city, and they would leave their parked car in a lot designed to house over 11,000 different cars. From there, they would enter a grand entrance complex in which they would head into an airport-type style building. 
and then board the highway transportation service in the sky, which was known as the monorail. The monorail would then head north to a 1,000-acre complex that would be home to the employment for the city of tomorrow's residents. That's right, everyone who lived in the city of tomorrow needed to work. Workers would get off the monorail and then board a mover car system that would have little cars and then would take people directly to the building in which they were working in. In order to make sure this worked, a small scale of this incredibly complex system would be designed for Disneyland first for Tomorrowland. The smaller scale version came to be known as the attraction Tomorrowland People Mover at Disneyland and instantly became a classic Disney attraction and can now be found in Walt Disney World. As far as what the people would be doing in the complex, well, RCA and GE are just some companies that offered to work with Disney to build hubs for employees for the City of Tomorrow and open offices in the City of Tomorrow. Further down the monorail line, however, the monorail would travel to Epcot, which was the main attraction of the City of Tomorrow, and Epcot was the experimental prototype community of Tomorrow, which it was a 5,000-acre land designed in a circle with a diameter of three miles. At the center of Epcot would be a 30-story, 600-room hotel that would be the tallest point in all of Epcot. This hotel receives a concept art and even a scale that can now be found along in the People Mover at Magic Kingdom. There's that little scene in the People Mover at Magic Kingdom where you drive uh, inside and you see a scale of the original plans for Epcot that is indeed the original plans and that is indeed the small scale that Walt Disney himself worked with. Even more, uh, a smaller scale, uh, even smaller scale, can be found when riding on Test Track in Epcot. Uh, quick, There's a quick mention of a futuristic type city and there's a light that shines of it and it is a scale of the original uh, Epcot Hotel building. As far as traveling within the city, Epcot would be built, built on three different levels, where the bottom level would be for trucks and buses, the second level would be used for automobiles, and the third would be a main floor in which the hotel was constructed on, constructed on and then above that uh, in the sky would be the people movers, and above that even would be the monorail system. Let's look at another view of Epcot's transportation hub and see how traffic flows through the heart of the city on three separate levels. At the bottom of the stack is the truck route, reserved for supply vehicles. The middle level is the automobile throughway, exclusively for cars. Adjacent to the roadway are parking areas for the convenience of hotel guests. The underground system would have little to no traffic lights, and for this is what Walt Disney felt contributed most to traffic. In order to help conserve the environment, uh, the City of Tomorrow would have an electric car service, which was quite uh, crazy, being that the electric car was something not yet mass-produced for the public, and that Disney would need something uh, that was mass-produced for the residents of the City of Tomorrow. The city would also have its own police stations, its own firehouses, stadiums, hospitals, churches, grocery stores, along with parks and playgrounds. Everything that you could find in a normal um, city, you would be able to find in this Epcot. Uh, Walt even wanted to set up online schooling in which the children from anywhere could learn from the city of tomorrow. It's pretty crazy that uh, 
Walt Disney was thinking about online schooling in 1960s. Uh, here we are in 2020 and 2021, where we are, where online schooling has um, really grown and uh, is really prevalent in our everyday lives. So pretty crazy that Walt Disney himself was thinking about it in the 1960s. So with all this planning, the question has to come in, where did it go wrong? Where did Epcot fail and how come these plans never came to light and there is no experimental city in Walt Disney World? Well, as time went on, more problems came to light. For starters, tomorrow comes fast and Disney itself knew that uh, and they experienced it firsthand with Tomorrowland in Disneyland Park. While it was designed to be years ahead of its time, uh, decades uh, ahead of its time even, uh, within a few years, Tomorrowland started looking like Todayland. Um, one time, expense, uh, these products, these new products that needed to be found in Tomorrowland are expensive, being that they were not built uh, for mass production, obviously. So for Epcot to be designed 25 years ahead of its time, uh, which was the original goal, proved very costly and experimental um, and something that a theme park industry might not want to get itself into. Along with this, everyone needed to have a job in Epcot. Uh, with this comes a ton of questions. Uh, does this mean that only male or will it just be mostly males? Uh, if you male had a family, um, will he bring his family? Uh, will the children have to work? Uh, what if someone was fired? Would the family then be evicted from the property property immediately? Um, a lot of questions came to light just like this. Um, and as the city seemed to care about people's convenience, uh, it didn't really focus on real-life problems that Walt or anyone at Disney could really answer. Especially, how would Disney deal with crimes, and major ones even, such as murder? Um, one repair, and then uh, different problems that arise in everyday cities, uh, such as uh, poor parts of cities. Um, one reporter even asked what would happen if part of the city became poor compared to the rest, in which Walt Disney responded, it just won't happen. So pretty crazy. Uh, and um, you can see that the fall of Epcot uh, begun, begins to grow. And on October 27, 1966, Walt Disney filmed a special about Epcot in order to push uh, to make a final push for he knew concerns about this plan grew, and as well, his health was declining. Three weeks later, after filming this, Walt Disney was admitted to St. Joseph Hospital in Burbank, and on November 21st, Walt left the hospital and went back to work on Epcot. He traveled to the studio, which would be for the last time, and stressed to his workers that Epcot was his legacy and the most important project to date, and the most important project for the Disney company. A week later, he was back in the hospital. He set up a desk on his bed uh, that would ultimately become where he passed and he would continue to design new things for Epcot. He told the family days before he died, uh, friends, that he wanted to finish Epcot and he needed to finish it because it was the greatest thing that he was ever going to do. On December 14th, 1966, a day before he passed, Walt Disney completed his final sketch of Epcot he shared the final plans with Roy Disney and urged him to continue and to finish Epcot. Uh, there is a rumor that Walt Disney's final word, uh, final words, was "finish Epcot." Um, 
I don't, I can't, I, it's not true. I, I really don't believe that's true. Um, especially because Roy was there a day before he passed and not the day of. Um, and on December 9th, 15th, 1966, Walt Disney passed just 10 days after his 65th birthday. In the weeks that followed, an Imagineer came to Roy Disney for he wanted to discuss the future of Epcot and asked for the planned drawings that Walt Disney had. And Roy told him, quote, Walt's dead. With that, everyone knew that the idea of the experimental prototype community of tomorrow would not be completed. Roy instead used all the money funded and put it into the develop of Magic Kingdom in Florida and its surrounding resorts. Roy officially renamed Disney World to Walt Disney World, and the new resorts opened. The new resort opened on October first, nineteen seventy-one. While no city was officially made, some ideas from Walt's Epcot made it into the final plans of the Magic Kingdom. Perhaps most notable would be the tunnel system underground the main floor of the theme park. This was used for transporting cast members, just like how Epcot's would be used to transport people. Even the contemporary's design was based off one of the designs of Epcot with the monorail running right through the building for the convenience of the guests staying there. In 1974, the Disney company announced that Epcot would be created, but not as a city, but as a futuristic theme park, taking elements from the original plans. Epcot has received numerous design changes with new attractions, and it opened on October 1st, 1982. Perhaps the most ambitious change for Epcot is still ongoing, though, since 2019. The new renovation of Epcot saw a logo design change along with the promise of new attractions and rides and new themed lands. With this in mind, uh, I'm going to share the current attractions that you will find at Epcot along with some you can find within the next couple of years. So for starters, uh, Epcot is now split into four main lands. You have World Celebration, you have World Nature, World Showcase, and World Discovery. Uh, in World Celebration is home to Spaceship Earth and the Project of Tomorrow, Journey into Imagination with Figment, Disney and Pixar Short Film Festival, which replaced Captain EO, and the Epcot Experience. Uh, in World Discovery, you have Mission Space Green and Orange. Green being the easy one, orange being the more intense uh, version of this ride. Test Track, the Play Pavilion, which is not yet completed, uh, but will be completed soon and will have a virtual type technology system uh, where you'll be able to play games with your family. And World Discovery will also be home to Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, which replaced Ellen's um, Universe of Energy. Again, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is not yet completed and will be completed in 2022. World Nature is next, and that is home to the seas with Nemo and friends, Turtle Talk with Crush, Soarin' Around the World, Living with the Land, Awesome Planet, and Future. Uh, in the future, we home to Journey of Water, inspired by Moana. Uh, this new walkthrough attraction is in the works, and apparently is working at a pretty fast rate, uh, expected to be open in late 2022. And then, of course, you have World Showcase. Uh, it's important to note that this, as the World Showcase fits in the Epcot because 
and the original idea for Epcot Walt had wanted in his 30-story hotel that we talked about. On the bottom couple of floors, he wanted each floor to represent a different country in which people could have different food from that country and different entertainers from that country. And the bottom like couple of floors, he wanted to call the World Showcase, which is why the World Showcase is still available today and can be found today in Epcot. Uh, for starters, you have Mexico, and that is home to the Grand Fiesta Tour. Next to that is the Norway Pavilion, home to Frozen Ever After. You have China Pavilion, with the reflections of China, uh, 360 degree film. Uh, you have Germany Pavilion, the Italy Pavilion, the American Adventure Pavilion, uh, home to the ride, of course, or the attraction, the American Adventure. You have the Japan uh, Pavilion, Morocco Pavilion. The France Pavilion, which is home to Beauty and the Beast Sing Along, along with the future attractions uh, on October 1st that will open Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Uh, along with that, you have International Gateway Outpost, uh, where you can grab a drink. Um, United Kingdom and the Canada Pavilion. And on the World Showcase Lagoon uh, will be Epcot Forever. And on October, starting October 1st, uh, a new show, Harmonious, which we talked about will debut so that is it um that is epcot it is quite crazy has a quite crazy beginning this is definitely walt disney's craziest idea he ever had and i am super happy that at least part of his idea uh was created and can be found to this day in walt disney world and that is the park spotlight for epcot the experimental prototype community of tomorrow and with that that closes out episode 23 of the destination disney podcast um so a huge thank you for everyone who's listening um again no ads or anything just uh if you do like what you hear and want to continue with more it would mean a ton if you went to patreon.com slash destination disney podcast that is patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash destination disney podcast and there you can find some exclusive content behind the scenes content uh, for all you along with some other stuff you'll find there but don't want to spoil it all you'll find it right there on uh, patreon.com slash destination disney podcast if you have any questions feel free to send me an email destination disney podcast at gmail.com or uh, even a direct message on Instagram, Destination Disney Podcast. Uh, we are definitely uh, we're experiencing a lot of new uh, Fab 50 characters, and we're sharing them every day as they get on. Uh, so that is very, very exciting. A um, couple crazy characters that I was not expecting to make it to the Fab 50 definitely made it. So uh, we're definitely waiting to see which ones are next. And also, definitely a shout-out for the Instagram because that is where I'll be posting a lot of videos for my trips to the park. I'm expecting a lot of trips to the parks uh, within this next couple of months as I leave for Florida for four and a half months uh, tomorrow. So quite crazy. Uh, like I said, I really need to go pack, so I'm going to go do that. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, really does mean a lot. Uh, it's very fun and all that I get to do this. I really like doing this and sharing my opinion and sharing my knowledge with all of you. So thank you so much. Um, always remember there is a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. There.
there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow And tomorrow's just a dream away Man has a dream and that's the start He follows his dream with mind and heart And when it becomes a reality It's a dream come true for you and me So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away There's a great big